It's time to accelerate. Hey, friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 587, 587 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. Joining me on the show today is Stephen M. R. Covey, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Stephen is the co founder and CEO of a company called Covey Link Worldwide and the author of the worldwide bestseller, The Speed of Trust. Now, this is one, I'll tell you right up front, this is one of my favorite business books of all time. So I'm very, very excited about the opportunity to talk with Stephen. Because, in my opinion, there's no better book at explaining the impact of trust on business and, by extension, as you listen to this conversation, if you read the book, Impact on Sales as well. And so one of the key topics we're going to explore today is this idea that trust is not some soft, you know, intangible, elusive quality that you either have or don't have. Rather, we're going to get into, as, as Stephen writes in his book, is that trust is a pragmatic, tangible, actionable asset that you create. In other words, trust is hard, it's, it's real, it's quantifiable, and it's measurable. So you'll really enjoy this conversation. If you'd like to see the summary notes for this episode, go to antipaul.com forward slash 587. Okay, I have an important announcement for those listeners who are sales leaders, VPs of sales of high-growth SaaS companies. You know, listen up, because I'm teaming up with my friend Jocko Vanderkoy, the founder of Winning by Design and author of the great book Blueprints of a SaaS Sales Organization, and we're launching something really new. It's very quite unique. It's called the Sales Leadership Accelerator Mastermind, and it's an intensive 12-month learning, coaching, and mastermind program for the vice presidents of sales of high-growth SaaS companies. So if the responsibility sits on your shoulders to scale your revenue and your team and to hit, let's say, that 100 million ARR mark and go beyond, then this Sales Leadership Accelerator Mastermind will help you transform how you sell, scale, and develop the capabilities of your team to crush your goals. So if that's you, if that description fits you, then this is the program for you. So enrollment's absolutely limited as a small number, so you want to go to our website, learn more about it. It is S-A-A-S-S-L-A-M.com. We're calling that sasslam.com, and do that today. Finally, before we get to the interview, I want to remind you that I want to hear your questions about sales and sales management. We've been getting people submitting these. So send your question to me at andy at andypaul.com or alternatively go to andypaul.com, lower right-hand corner of the homepage, red button. You can press, leave us an audio message. So each week, I'll choose one question from those submitted to the previous week if we have some good questions submitted, and I'll answer those on the Friday conversation with my co-host, Bridget Gleason. The winner, the person who submitted the question, will win a free half-hour coaching call with me. Now, that's over a $250 value, so well worth your time. Submit your questions. Don't delay. Do it today. Okay, let's jump into it. I am excited now to talk with my guest, Stephen M. R. Covey. Stephen, welcome to Accelerate. Hey, I'm excited to be here with you, Andy. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. So, I have a standard question I open the show with with all my guests, and that is, in, in your mind, what's the single biggest challenge facing sales reps today? I'll tell you, um, there's a lot of different challenges, but I think the biggest challenge and also the most important area to get really good at is what my expertise is in, and that is building a relationship of trust with the customer, with the prospect, with the client because of how, if you can get really good at doing that, and it, and it can be difficult, and it can take some time, but if you can get good at building trust, it's a whole new way of competing. You literally can, 
you can compete in sales on trust. And that's a differentiator than just competing on 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 price or on 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 product, on process, on on, on all these different things, you know, the uh, decision making, etc. What about competing on trust? Getting good at this, building the trust because when you do, you move faster. There's a speed to trust. So your whole idea of accelerate that you talk about in this uh, this podcast, uh, nothing is as fast as the speed of trust. And for salespeople to learn how to build relationships with trust is a huge differentiator. And you can you'll move faster. And also, people tend to buy from those that they trust. So that's the great challenge, and it's the great opportunity, I believe, for sales folks today. Well, yeah, and I think it's almost become sort of a cliche. We say that people buy from those they know, like, and trust. Right. And I say cliche in the sense that I don't think most salespeople, most sales leaders, I don't think they really understand what trust means in the setting. And I think that, as you sort of delineate in the book, it's about more than just character, right? It's about more than just being trustworthy as sort of the, this ideal uh, cliche way we sort of look at it. I mean, yeah, character is important, but there's more to it than just that. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, uh, character is the foundation you've also got to add to it the competence. So the combination of character and competence makes a person, makes a company credible. And, and, um, and, and so this common stereotype is, you know, trust is character. And I'll say yes. And it's equal parts character and competence. And competence is its equal. And so you've got to make sure that you're competent and that your product is competent as well as having character. And that combination of character and competence will give people more confidence. And in a very real sense, uh, you know, another way of saying trust is confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in many languages, and trust and confidence are the same word. So, uh, and, and confidence implies the, the competence side more then, 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 you know, when you say the word trust, people think of trustworthy and they think character. And I don't want to downplay that because that is the roots. That's the foundation. Sure, sure. But add to it the competent side, which moves you also into the confidence that people feel when they're working with someone who they truly trust because of their character, their competence. So, um, and I, I call the combined character and competence, I call that credibility. If you're credible, because of your character, your competence, your ability to create trust goes up dramatically and you can do it faster and it precedes you, it goes in front of you, you get a reputation for it. And, and with that, you can build trust far faster. And then when you add to that credibility, you know, behavior, mm-hmm. you learn to behave in ways that build trust, like listening first and talking straight and, and clarifying expectations and keeping commitments then you accelerate the trust even faster again. So that combination of credibility, which is character and competence, and behavior, behaving our way into greater trust, you understand these ideas. Suddenly you can build that confidence a lot faster. And with that, once you have the trust, nothing is as fast as the speed of trust. And that's the exciting thing about it for sales folks. Well, yeah. And I really think that, for anyone. Well, for anyone. And I, and I think one of the things that salespeople sort of overlook, and this is, I stressed on this show and in my books, is that, you know, this idea of producing results and demonstrating competence starts right away in sales. I mean, it's not, about, it's not about saying, look, here's our track record as a company. It's, no, it starts with you as an individual. You're going to make a commitment to 
the buyer, and you're going to produce on that commitment. And that could be an early commitment, maybe to getting them some information or something, you know, answering a question early in the, the first engagement with them. Then you're starting to demonstrate results. I, I, I love it. I agree completely, Andy, because the, the quickest way to build trust with someone is exactly that, is to make them a commitment and keep it. Make another commitment and keep it. Repeat that process. And it could be as simple as like, you say, I'll get you this information. You know, you make it, I make a little promise and then I deliver. Always try to create value in the process. So it's a value added commitment. You know, let me, let me get you that. Uh, I'll call you on this. I'll have this person reference, you know, you and, right. or do these things. And then you do it. You do what you say you're going to do. You make a commitment, keep it. And it begins to build an immediate trust. And they're saying this person delivers. There's results. See, that's the fastest way to build it is on that competence side, a quick, a quick, uh, uh, delivery on a commitment and and that's results and and then and they say hey this person delivers and 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 uh, the character side of trust of you know that the person's honest and all these things that takes longer but the competent side can actually be demonstrated faster yeah and and making and keeping commitments is a great way to get started right away and 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 really that's how you're gonna uh, st- begin to establish that trust quickly is in, in, and really this is so foundational because the very first job of sales, I believe, is to create trust. And the second job is to create value. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but see, they view, people view the, the, the creation of value through the lens of whether they trust you or not. So if you can get in there early and, and, and demonstrate through your behavior that you can be trusted, that you deliver, that you come through, you create results, even on those little things, especially on those little things, that begins to, to build a relationship of trust right out of the gates. And, yeah. and then you be able to expand and grow and go deeper beyond that. Yeah, and I think this is it's so fundamental for people listening to really listen to what Stephen's saying because you know, it's, oftentimes it gets turned around. So, I mean, I have a colleague who just published a, an excellent new book about closing the sale, and, and he talks about, you know, you're achieving 10 commitments from the customer along the way. And, and I, okay, I think that's important. But, but when I talk to people about sales and I work with people, I said, what you want to do is you want to have, make sure that you are making 10 commitments along the way and that you deliver on those commitments. You know, it's the earlier you can, you can commit to doing something and show that you can produce results from it, the quicker you differentiate yourself, the quicker you start building that trust. And as you said, it really accelerate the process. And I'll, I'll give you a good example. Is I had a client I worked with once that they were sort of struggling with sales. And, and one of the things we just changed, something really simple, is we said, look, we're going to respond to every call that comes from a customer or from a new lead within 30 minutes. Full stop. Anything that comes in, they get a response and they get an answer. And this transformed that company's results. You know, they went from being sort of casual, as most companies are, but oh, I'll get back to the customer tomorrow. I'll get back to, no, we do it now. And the customer's loved it. And it just, like I said, it transformed their business. And over, gosh, two and a half years, they doubled their sales, just wow. mostly on the basis of that. Wow. Wow. And I bet, I'll bet it's because of two reasons. The most important one is the customer saw that you cared, you delivered, you, 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 you know, you do what you say you're going to do. They call in, you call right back immediate. And they, and you began to begin that relationship of trust. You made those commitments and then you deliver on them right away. But it also probably internally began to change the culture and, and how people saw it. And, and people began to have a greater sense of self-confidence and yep. trust in themselves. The self-trust really precedes relationship trust. And, and, um, and so 
that also changed how people felt when they suddenly are responding to those little things right away and they're demonstrating they're creating value. So I, I think uh, it's that simple and yet that difficult because, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you say, well, gosh, you know, you return calls. Yeah, but you do it right away. And the point is you're making and keeping commitments. And, and I, I have an expression where you make a commitment, you keep it, you repeat Make, keep, repeat, make, keep, repeat. And especially if those commitments are around, you know, some value added things that you're trying to do that, in other words, there's some meaning behind it. It's not just a random commitment to just come through on something, but it's tied to the job to be done. It's tied to helping the client succeed. It's tied to adding value to them in some way, but you make a commitment, you deliver on it. And suddenly the, the client or the prospect begins to look at you and says, wow, you know, this person delivers, this person comes through, this person cares about me, this person's aware of my interests and needs and, and the challenges, and they come through. And, and, they, and they get a sense of they deliver. And, and, uh, and that actually builds trust as much as the character side, the competence yes. side is actually the faster way to build it. Right. And, and uh, so, you know, simple, but not easy. And, but getting good at this is a huge chance to differentiate yourself. Well, and I think that... that um Another thing that, that oftentimes the sellers overlook is, is, and I had this in my second book, is a quote from Jeff Colvin in his book, Talent is Overrated. But he said, you know, companies today view the ability to quickly make good decisions as a competitive advantage. And so I tell the salespeople is that it's not, it's not just that customer really has two objectives. One is, yeah, they've got a business objective they're trying to achieve, but they've got a, an objective in terms of making a good decision quickly. And so if you can produce in a way to help them do that, because they're going to save time and money, they're going to be, as you talk about speed to market, it's a huge competitive advantage these days. You'll get speed to market, whatever uh, benefits they're going to get from, from the solution you're selling them. That's huge. And that builds trust. It, it, it builds trust and it becomes a, a virtuous upward cycle where, where, where uh, it reinforces um, the relationship. You created more value for them. They now trust you more. And then when they trust you more, they're now open to, for a greater creation of value. And so as you create value, that builds trust. And as you build trust, that creates more value. So it becomes a beautiful, virtuous upward cycle. Well, and, and they're winning faster. And they're winning and, faster. And, I, and I, I think the other cycle I started talking was you talk about the speed of trust. But I think that, that speed engenders trust as well. <laughs> Not only that trust engenders speed, yeah. but, but speed through responsiveness and helping the customer producing results engenders yeah. trust as well. So it is part of that virtuous circle. It is, it is. It goes both directions. There is a speed <laughs> to trust, and as you move fast, you build trust. Exactly. And, you know, and this kind of puts it kind of uh, changes the paradigm that you know trust has to be slow. That it takes forever to build, and you know I don't have time to go through the big long process of building trust. And the, you're saying no, no, no. It didn't have to be that way. Once you understand how trust is built. That it's about your credibility, which is the character and confidence, but also your behavior. How do mm -hmm. you do what you do? You can build up far faster than you might think. And you just gave some examples of just doing little things of making and keeping commitments and suddenly getting instant, you know, not instant overnight trust, but you begin to accelerate the building of trust. It's not a shortcut. It's an accelerator to it. And, and, um, and then when you create more value, like helping the client move faster and other things, then suddenly the trust again goes up and it becomes that virtuous cycle. So uh, it's, it's, it's actually uh, a, a pretty exciting. And I, and I come out of the, the world of, of sales myself. And I've, I've seen this. I've been there. And I just compare and contrast when, 
when uh, for whatever reason I've got a client where there's a high trust relationship compared to with a client where there's a low trust relationship. Um, and the difference in every dimension, every aspect is different in kind of, of, the, of, the, of the relationship and what we can do together and how we create. And when there's low trust, everything takes you longer. It costs you more. Uh, people are questioning the agenda, the motive, uh, the intent, the pricing, everything's being questioned. When there's high trust, you move with exceptional speed, lower cost, and you can collaborate, partner, team, innovate, go to a whole new place. The, the contrast is like night and day, and we all kind of know it, but we, but sometimes we have a hard time understanding, well, what do we do to build that trust? And that's where understanding how trust is a function of your credibility, which is character and competence, and your behavior, how you do what you do, then you, then you can get your arms around that and become really intentional about building trust on purpose with your clients. Well, I think one thing to, to really emphasize for this audience, because sales increasingly is becoming sort of a, a metrics-driven business. You know, We've got more mm-hmm. transparency into the processes because of technology, so now we can track more. Is The beauty about trust, as you talk about, is it's not some soft you know, sort of feature or quality, but it's actually it's an asset. It's a hard asset that is quantifiable and measurable. It, absolutely. In fact, this is kind of one of my main points in Speed of Trust is that trust is not just some nice-to-have, soft, warm and fuzzy social virtue. It is, in fact, a hard-edge economic driver. It affects the speed at which we can move and the cost of everything. And, and, here, and there's kind of a formula to this. When the trust goes down um, um, in a relationship or on a team with a prospect, for, for whatever reason, the trust goes down. You'll find that the speed goes down with it. Everything will take you longer to do, and the cost will go up. Mm-hmm. Everything will cost you more to do. Now, that is a tax, a low trust tax. And there's examples everywhere in our lives. We can look around. Whenever there's low trust, you are paying a tax. It takes you longer. It costs you more. But the good news, Andy, is that the converse is equally true, and that is when the trust goes up in the relationship, when it goes up with that prospect as you're working together and creating some value for them and delivering on your commitments, when the trust goes up, you'll find that the speed goes up with it. Everything happens faster and the cost comes down. Now, that is a dividend, a high trust dividend. It's that simple, that powerful, that predictable, but it's economic. Trust is financial, not just social. You can put a value on it. And in a very real sense, sales is trust monetized. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you've That's got that trust, got that trust, and now you can monetize it not not as a form of manipulation, but as a natural extension of the relationship that you've established. So sales is trust monetized, and then referral business. You want to talk about speed of trust? Think of referral business. It's when your customer tells your prospect that they should trust you. And there's a transference of trust from your customer to your prospect, and your prospect becomes a new customer faster and at less cost because of the transference of trust. So referral business is is a great illustration of the speed of trust in action. You get a new client faster and at less cost through trust. And so uh, this is a great differentiator today to compete on trust and, and, and to have that be how you stand out from, from competitors that are just competing on features and price and, and the like. And, and you're differentiating right at the outset, competing on trust and a relationship of trust that also then extends itself into referrals and other kinds of things that add a lot, a lot more value. 
Well, yeah, what seems like sort of the irony, I sort of touched on it before we, we got on there here, is that that um, you know, when we're seeing sort of the, the pace of technology and uh, coming into the sales space, and now we've got sort of the next generation of you know, artificial intelligence-driven applications that are going to be very useful in many respects. But, but you know, there's a tendency, I think, when we're seeing some of this, is that, that it's sort of disintermediating the salespeople in that relationship aspect of, of sales, mm-hmm. when really the opposite should be true, is that when you have more automation and more technology, is that human relationship becomes more important, and trust, therefore, becomes more important. You, you, you are exactly right. It's just the opposite of kind of what some people are thinking, which is suddenly they're less involved because, you know, AI and 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 and, and all of this uh, technology is kind of changing the sales process. But what it does, in fact, it puts a greater premium on the need for a a, a, a trusted relationship and 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 uh, being a true trusted advisor, if you will, and having that relationship because. Because where you do have the human judgment, it's more important than ever because of the fact that so much is also now being done in other ways. You still have that relationship, and it's now of even greater importance, not lesser. And so to have that relationship of trust, again, is a game changer. And it's only becoming more so with technology changes, not less. And and it's so interesting because, uh, uh, you know, the conventional wisdom is that the technology is changing it where where it's just you know more process oriented, and and um, and no, my argument is the same as yours, which is the technology aids the process, which puts then a greater premium on that human judgment and the human relationship, because that still is in place there, and it matters more now than it did before when the technology is enabling so many other things, and so it's a greater, uh, even greater value. So trust has always mattered in sales. I mean, where you know, when could you say that it didn't? It always, it always has mattered, but. But I'd argue, like you are, it's going to be even more important going forward than it's than it's been to date, and it's and it's always been, ju- you know, jugular, fundamental, and it's even going to have a greater premium with the you know with the rise of technology. Well, I think that one of the things we're seeing is that, is that somehow we think we can sort of outsource trust, right? That we can say, look, we're going to build trust through the content we produce, and. Right. And, you know, we're going to get our customers into our sales funnel through our content. We're going to build trust that way. And, yeah, there's an, an element of that because, you know, there's certain things you can talk about that, that might be somewhat trust building. But it has to start with the people. And, and this is where I see a sort of a danger point is, is, you know, we have technologies now that are saying, and I, I use these technologies myself, but it's saying, you know, here's the right time to use this piece of content because this will help, you know, build trust and it's like yeah let's let's go take a couple of steps back let's start with that first time you actually engage with that person you know on the phone or face to face what happened then let's spend more time focusing on that because whether that works or not doesn't that's going to be dictate whether you win the business i mean the customer may still talk to you but you'll be maybe a lower trust position than a competitor and you'll never know that you'll still think you're in the game but you don't know that they actually trust the other person more. They prefer the other one, and the other one's going to win the deal. Yep, ab- absolutely. And that doesn't mean that you ignore building trust through technology and other things, because there are you know things you can do. I mean, look at the advent of eBay. 
it's commonplace today. 20 years ago, it was radical, right? Sure. When sure. it first came out, the buyers and sellers could come together, have never met each other, and do a transaction. Yeah. You know, today there's a million transactions a day. We don't even think about it, but they built trust through the system. And that shows you that you can use technology to build trust. But in most of our selling opportunities that, that most of us have, um, there's there's people involved where, where in addition to having good technological um, support, they can help build the trust. You've got to have that relationship trust. And it happens critically in certain types of sales, of course, where that's the primary way of doing it. Um, but in any ongoing relationship with a client, there's still that human dimension. And that is becoming even more important because of all the other pieces that are being um, uh, handled and, and created in different ways. And so, so yes, it comes back to that. But I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an illustration of the power of that relationship in, in a sales environment. And, and we worked with, you know, with a, an organization that was in professional services and obviously in professional services, uh, selling that trust is everything. Right. And, and, and that one is uh, most people will acknowledge, gosh, you got to build that relationship of trust. But, but here's, it was, just, it, this was an example of just showing how powerful it really is. What it was, was they were competing on a major project with with other professional services firms, and they decided that they would actually um, focus on building a relationship of trust with their with their own team and ultimately with the client. And so they 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 invited us in to do a speed of trust workshop for their team, and they invited the client to come and be a part of this. And the client was not a client, the client was a prospect. Sure. He said, we want you to see what's important to us, how we do business, and and um, that we're trying to build trust on our own team and we're trying to build trust with you. There's no agenda here other than trust, you know, high trust relationships are better for all parties, including our own internal working. And it was interesting that the prospect accepted the chance to, to, to join this. They came to it and they saw how how this professional service firm really had a very, you know, no hidden agenda. It was a very clear agenda, which was to create value for clients and to operate on the basis of trust, being of having a high trust, high, you know, high competence relationship that created value. And, and, um, and so they went through this process. They were extremely impressed when it came down, down to choosing who they went with, they chose this professional services firm. And they said, one of the key differentiators was when we went through that trust workshop with you, we saw that, yes, you wanted the business for all the right reasons, but you cared as much how you got it. Mm -hmm. that you wanted to build a relationship that was enduring and ongoing in which people could trust each other. And that was a differentiator that it wasn't just about the product and the service that you could offer us. It was about the relationship. And we felt different in kind than in the other competitors. And this is who we want to be with. And, and it just kind of, you know, you step back and you say, yes, all those other things matter. They always have and will, but still foundational to any human interaction, including the sales process is trust. And a relationship of trust is, is the, the, the value of it is incalculable. And so giving good at this, competing on this is, just um, a, a game changer for, for any salesperson, for a sales organization. You know, I like to say in sales, you're always trying to do two things. You're trying to make the sale, you know, get the deal, 
but you're also trying to build the relationship of trust. And if you get the deal, if you make this sale, but you have not built the relationship of trust, the value of that sale, the quality of that sale has gone down. Mm -hmm. But if you get the deal, make the sale, and you built a relationship of trust, the value of that deal has gone up. It's a better deal. It's a more valuable deal. It'll lead to more deals because you have a relationship of trust, which again is a basis on competing, a differentiator. And so I'm I'm kind of uh, just just giving you my passion that this is more important today than ever before, and technology will only increase it, not diminish it. Well, increase the need for it too, as you talked about. Because I mean, I mean, give a perfect example is in the medical field. I mean, there's a lot of things that are being done by machines these days. Uh, but at the end of the day, if somebody has a, an illness and they want to understand what their options are and what they should be doing, yeah, they may go online and look at WebMD and so on, but they want to talk to a doctor, right? <laughs> you know, they want to talk to somebody they, they trust yeah. to, to help them make that decision. And the same is true in sales is that, and I think a perfect example of that is even though we've had the explosion of, of you know, percentage, let's say, of, of consumer electronics that are purchased online. Right. After 20 years, to me, it's still surprising that about half of all consumer electronics are still purchased in a store. You know, people still want to go talk to somebody. I mean, we could all buy our cars, even though we have to say we hate this, this, the car buying process. We could all buy our cars online and never go into a dealership. But we all still go into dealerships. That's right. We, we, we go online and research it, though, don't sure, we? Sure, I mean, We do a huge part of the, the sales process. Um, you know, so you're already two-thirds of the way down the sales process in the sense that the buyers educated themselves because buyers are the buying process has changed. But it still comes down to having to, an interaction with someone and that you want and you want to have someone that you can trust, that they're acting in your best interest, that they have the character, they're honest. They have your best interest in mind, but also that they're competent, they're capable, and they deliver. They do what they say they're going to do. And when you find someone like that, then that's who you want to buy from, and that's who you stay with, and that's who you'll refer business to. And so, um, yes, it's you know your the buying process is changing and has changed, and technology aids it. And and uh, sometimes our in the process we find that our our uh, prospect is maybe two thirds the way into it, and, mm-hmm. and then now we're meeting them for the first time. But rather than saying it's less important than before because they're two thirds down the road. No, therefore that last third is the critical piece. And that, and then, and that relationship is so vital to have a relationship that where they can trust you and both because of your character and your competence. And, and, um, and because now that's become an even more critical piece, given that they're already down that path. It's, it's just put a greater premium, a greater value on it. Well, I think too. I think we're sort of coming near the end of the show. Is 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 a key point to make is that as you talk about, we have within ourselves the ability to to become better at creating trust. And you talk about you know one of the first steps is learning to keep commitments to ourselves, which I think is a incredibly vital thing. But you also have a, a phrase in the book that you had quoted a friend of yours saying how we have to reinvent ourselves every three years or so to to make sure we remain relevant. And I think that. This is something for people listening. Is they really need to think about is is you know go out and read Stephen's book, work on reinventing yourself so you become not only someone who who can inspire trust but who is also you know considered somebody they trust themselves. That's right. And, and here's the way I, I put it: self trust precedes relationship trust, and self trust is you know do I trust myself and do I give to my prospect? 
to my customer, a salesperson, an advisor, a partner that they can trust. In other words, is it smart to trust me because of my credibility, my character, my competence? And on the competence side, um, the need for recreation, reinvention in today's changing world with disruptive technologies has never been greater. You know, the, the, the expression is that necessity is the mother of invention. Well, d- disruption mm-hmm. can, can be the mother of reinvention, right? And, and uh, my, my friend Shane, Shane, Shane Cragen said that, that with, with disruption going on everywhere, the need to reinvent ourselves and stay relevant and, and be current has never been higher than it is today. But that helps us stay credible which keeps us trusted and make, and helps us be trusted. So my maybe the main point I would say that I'm making in Speed of Trust, well, two main points. We've already said the first, which is that trust is, is an economic driver, and especially for salespeople. You want to accelerate the sales cycle, increase the trust in the relationship. Because the higher the trust and the quicker you can, you can build trust, the faster you will move through the sales cycle. And that creates value for everyone, including for the prospect. Um, so... So that's my first point is that there's economics to trust. It's not just a soft social virtue. It affects speed, it affects cost, and that affects both you as a salesperson and it affects the buyer. Second main point that I'm making in the book is that trust is learnable. It's a learnable skill, a competency, something we can get good at, we can learn. And that, and that kind of is a paradigm shift for many people that thought that, that kind of like, hey, either have trust or you don't. It's either there or it's not, or, you know, and, 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 um, and I'm saying, no, 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 you can get good at this. It's a skill. It's a competency. You can become intentional and deliberate about building trust on purpose, and you can do it faster than you might've thought possible. And how do you do it? Well, you start with yourself. You look in the mirror. Do I trust myself? Do I give to my prospects, to my clients, a salesperson, a partner that they can trust? And, and, uh, and then I look at my character. I look at my competence and I focus on my character, my integrity, and my intent my, my, you know, my desire to serve the client and to create value for them. And then I focus on my competence, my capabilities, the results, and my track record, and, and delivering on my commitments and reinventing and recreating myself to stay relevant. And then I behave in the ways that build the trust. And the point is, through a combination of credibility and behavior, you can build trust intentionally and faster than you think. And with that, suddenly you transform the buyer-seller relationship by building a relationship of trust which accelerates everything. And, and uh, so that's the idea. Trust is learnable. It's a skill, it's a competency that we can have become our greatest skill, the ability to create trust. And as we do that in the selling process, it will change our world. Excellent. And we'll both get the deal, but more importantly, we'll get the relationship of trust. Yeah, which will create, as you said, a longer lifetime of business with that, with that customer. So, well, Stephen, thank you very much. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Tell folks how they can find out more about you and connect with you. Um, thank you. I love being on the show, Andy. We admire you and what you're doing, and it's very exciting to, to see the importance of trust in this process. Uh, they can uh, learn more about me with, uh, at our website, speedoftrust.com. Speedoftrust.com, we have a variety of different uh, tools and, and offerings and, and ways that you can access this. As, as leaders, as salespeople, um, as organizations, as teams. It's all about how we help leaders and salespeople and teams build trust as a means of achieving superior performance. It's an accelerator. It's a multiplier. That's the power of trust. All right. 
Excellent. Well, and I also urge people to go out, buy the book, read the book. Great place to start. So again, Stephen, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Andy. Great to be with you. And friends, thank you for spending this time with us today. Remember, come back, join us again next time for another great episode of Accelerate. Until then, if you get a chance, please go to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. We'll know what we can do to help make this a more valuable investment of your time. So thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. <laughs>